Hi Paul, Tarina Adams here. My question is about pen names. I'm a YA sci-fi fantasy author, but I've written a psych thriller and I don't want to create completely different pen names, but I want to keep them somewhat separate. I know you mentioned previously that you've managed this by using slight derivations on your name, but I'm wondering what you have done with the email sign-ups, whether they're all under the same MailerLite account, and also what have you done with your websites and social media as well? Is everything kept separate? We'd love to hear your reply. Thanks. Thank you for the question, Tarina, and welcome to the show. You and I have never spoken on social media via email. Uh, we never had a, an online conversation, so it's great to have you on the show, and it's great to hear your voice. Thank you very much for answer, asking that question. So uh, there is no easy answer to this, but let me tell you my thoughts on it. Um, I write as three author names, but I'm basically Paul T. That's what you know me as, and that's what I call myself. And if I did any kind of author event, I would be introduced as Paul Teague, not as my author name. I would say, if you want to introduce me, introduce me as Paul Teague, who writes thrillers as Paul J. Teague. That's how I view this. But everybody knows me as Paul Teague. So I write as P. Teague, which is my non-fiction, Paul Teague, which is my sci-fi, and Paul J. Teague, which is my, that's my thrillers, isn't it? Now, the reason I had to invent an initial is because I don't have a middle name. I am just Paul Teague. So my mum didn't give any of us kids middle names. So I came up with J because that's the um, starting letter of one of my kids' names. I just chose it at random, that's all. And it sounded good too. Now, when you list your books on Amazon, on Kobo, when you're all listing your books on the platforms, it is really important to have different names. The reason for that is you'll know about also bought and you'll know that about the Amazon algorithm. It's really important that if somebody buys a book as Paul J. Teague, they can't also buy my science fiction books on Amazon too. Otherwise you confuse the life out of Amazon. It thinks, well, hang on, you're buying thrillers and science fiction. I don't know what you buy. And it will miss, it will mess up the also boards, but also it will mess up the recommendations that it does. And, and, and Amazon's sort of internal recommendations machine is something that you really want to harness. So I want anybody who buys books as Paul J. Teague to just be buying my thrillers, as Paul Teague, just my sci-fi, as P. Teague, just my non-fiction. And I don't want to muddy the waters. I don't want to mix that up on Amazon, on Kobo, on Google Books, um, you know, on Barnes & Noble. I don't want to mix that up. It's very important that you separate those on those channels. With social media though, the more sales that I've made in this game, the more I'm convinced that this stuff doesn't matter as much as we think it does, particularly when we're mid-weight authors. You know, so I'm an author. Uh, one of the things I constantly moan to you about is, and, and you've heard how many books I've sold recently, is I still don't feel like I have these eager fans just waiting for the next book that I write, poised and ready to buy the moment I release a new book. I don't. That's what I mean by a mid-weight author, sell, selling a reasonable number of books, but no Stephen King, no J.K. Rowling. You know, if I write it, they buy it. That that kind of scenario. I'm not in that situation yet. So we all we all have to work a little bit harder. So given that we need to separate everything on the sales channels, on social media, it would get a little bit crazy if I had three Facebook pages, one for each author name. It would make a lot of sense uh, if I was selling a lot of books. 
but I'm not selling enough books to make that worthwhile. So I have one author page, which frankly is a bit of a mess up and, and I would ditch it just like that. It's, it's a nuisance to me. I don't post much on it. Um, you know, I'm this close to getting rid of it <laughs> it's because it doesn't really work for me. Now, if you write, um, you know, sort of YA fiction, and a lot of these people, is it urban fantasy um, that people write and they have, they, they seem to have wonderful um, eager fans who love to interact with them. I'm only guessing that that's because they may be slightly younger profile. don't really have that younger profile in any of the books that I write. I kind of feel that I'm writing generally for 30s and overs um, and they possibly wouldn't respond to that. But also I'm not a big enough author to be doing unveilings of, of book covers to any degree of excitement or acclaim. So I really feel that my author page on Facebook, I could take or leave it, but I have one author page on Facebook and it's named Paul Teague Author, and I just run all my author stuff through that page. I don't discriminate. But what I would say is that I really just run my fiction through it. I don't even have an outlet, really, for my non-fiction. My non-fiction goes through, if it goes anywhere, it goes through a blog at paulteague.com, but I don't really post anything there now. There's a reason for that, because I don't think it's massively effective. I don't reckon it's a massively good use of time. So what I do do on Facebook, though, is I advertise, I've got three different author pages. They don't even have my author name. I think I call it something like, is it Great Thriller Reads, Great Sci-Fi Reads, and something like, uh, I think it's Stuff Made Simple for my non-fiction books. And I don't put any posts on there. They are just the page that I connect my Facebook ads to. Now, again, when you're doing Facebook ads, it's really important because you're targeting a specific audience my thrillers are targeted to psychological thriller readers and authors who write in that genre when i target my non-fiction books on facebook i'm targeting them generally uh, at internet marketers at uh, popular podcasts that deal with the topics that i do um you know i i'm they're separate targets and for sci-fi i target obviously sci-fi readers and, and dystopian films the sort of thing that I write and I do not want to muddy the waters I would not want my Facebook ads going all on the same author page so I have literally I've got three pages I have a, a little avatar you know a little image which is um, usually something sci-fi something thrillery and something related to non-fiction books something generic where normally you'd have a face in your personal profile I have a banner so they're all branded correctly and they're set up correctly so it links to the appropriate uh, website but I don't post any content on there I don't say no hi Paul T non-fiction author here here's some non-fiction stuff I don't do any of that stuff I simply use them as the place where my different Facebook ads go. So it's really important, I think, to differentiate your author names for your adverts, and it's really important to differentiate your author names on Amazon, Google, Barnes & Noble, Kobo platforms. That's really, really important. But I think it's less so in terms of a generic Facebook page where you're just interacting with readers. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't really interact with readers that much on Facebook, uh, on my Paul Teague author page, I get much more activity on my, fa my Facebook pages that I pay for advertising. And, and I say I'm not trying to build particularly any audience there. Just a place for, it's just a place for me to link my adverts to. And then because my, my books have been so successful with these recent promos, I've got loads and loads and loads of comments on them. So I've, I've had more success on my advertising pages than I have on my 
organic page on Facebook, which is ironic, really, because I've not tried to build an audience there. So that works. But I could take or leave, frankly, my Facebook author page and my Twitter author page. I could, I reckon I could just switch them off and it would make no particular difference to my business. It would just make it a little bit more difficult for me to chat with a lot of you because I tend to chat with a lot of you via Facebook and Twitter via the messengers on, on those services. So I, I would quite happily switch those off. And if you listen to the, what is it, the the one that Jay Thorne does, the podcast that Jay Thorne does, I'm trying to bring it up on my feed when I'm talking to you, but my phone's running too slow. Is it the Something Author podcast? What's it called? The Career Author podcast. If you listen to the Career Author podcast, Zach Bohannon has, has ditched social media, not for advertising purposes, but for social purposes, and reckons it made no difference whatsoever. So that's what I would say to you is, maybe consider you know your use of social media on MailerLite and I love using MailerLite for this reason on MailerLite I have three ways into my mailing list so I have a non-fiction a sci-fi and a thriller and I use MailerLite's landing pages that I can use they're, they're built into the service and why I love MailerLite now you know I know MailerLite has had some teething issues I know it occasionally has had some issues but they're so innovative I ain't leaving them and one of the things I love about MailerLite, which is perfect for somebody like me who's writing in three different genres, with MailerLite, I can write, say I'm writing a monthly email, I can have my author updates that everybody gets in every genre, you know, hi, uh, you know, I've been on holiday, hi, I'm watching this on the telly, uh, you know, hi, here's something funny I did, or maybe here's something funny your dog did, whatever you do, your general author news that everybody can read. And then what MailerLite lets you do is it allows you to create these special dynamic content blocks. So you can send everybody what is essentially the same email, but depending on which list they're in, whether on fiction, um, you know, thrillers, sci-fi, or non-fiction, you can send the bespoke content just for that genre. So if I had a new non-fiction book out, only my non-fiction readers would see that, but then all everybody would see the general author news. If I had a new thriller that I was working on, I could say, oh, I'm working on this new thriller, but my non-fiction readers wouldn't see that. And those are dynamic content blocks in MailerLine. And I love that as a, as a mixed genre author, that's fantastic. So if you joined any of my separate lists in MailerLine, you'd get seven automated emails, which would be bespoke, they would be bespoke to non-fiction, to sci-fi or thrillers. And then at the end of that sequence, you'd be asked, would you like to carry on hearing my sort of general author news? And if you wanted to hear my general author news, you would then be moved to a separate list where you would just get the general stuff rather than the specific stuff, which basically means you'd see everything. So um, you are asked about that before you move the list. So MailerLite lets me handle that beautifully. I think that social media and websites are less straightforward. Now, I, I've got quite a lot of websites, and you've always got to remember that it's no problem for me to knock up a website in WordPress, so I don't have the pain and the strain that many people would have with this. A lot of people, just setting up one website is like the end of the earth. It's a real struggle for them, but I don't have that. So remember, I do have that natural advantage that I can just, I can just pop them out, pop them out. I could have a website done in no time. It's not a problem for me. So if it is a problem for you, or it's something that you have to pay somebody else to do, you need to think, I think, really hard about how you tackle this. So I have several websites. I've got Probably the best one to look at is paulteague.net because that's actually pretty well what I would do nowadays knowing what I know. So paulteague.net is just Paul Teague author and I list for you. You've got all the stuff that you'd expect there. You could get a page of my sci-fi, my non-fiction, 
my thrillers, there's an about me page and a contact me. So it's your bog standard author website, all the books I write. And you've got Paul Teague writing as Paul J Teague, writing as P Teague, writing as uh, Paul Teague. That, that's how that website works. Now, unless you are a huge author, the reality is, I believe, that keyword optimization, frankly, isn't really ever going to bring that much traffic in for you. Um, so this is as a midway author. If you're Stephen King, it's going to be different. Of course it is. But basically, I think the most important thing is to make sure you have an author website up so that your fans, your readers can find you, they can buy your books, they can find out more about you, and they can join your mailing list. And I would even go so far as to say, these days, I wouldn't have said this maybe a couple of years ago, but I would now, you could almost get away with a MailerLite simple um, sign-up page. Now, just use one of their simple sign-up pages. And so long as you've got a picture of you and a, some pictures of your books and the sign-up page, you could get away with that for a long time. So long as you're building your email list, I think that's really important. And so long as you have a presence and that when I put Paul Teague author on or Fred Bloggs author, I can find you, that is the most important thing as an author. Now, when you're blogging, it's a slightly different thing. So my most popular web post, in all my web posts, is how to use Vellum on a PC. That web post is a really good example of a beautifully keyworded uh, blog post, but it's non-fiction. And that post is now bringing affiliate income in for me, and I don't have to pay for it. It's, uh, it's organically found. If you do a search in Google for use Vellum on PC, you'll see that my web page comes up highest in the search engine rankings, or it certainly does at the time of recording this and has done for a long time in the recording of this, even above Vellum and even above um, one of the big forums, which I can't remember now. Uh, and that's because it's beautifully keyword, and that works with nonfiction very, very different with fiction. In fiction, unless you are more than a midway author, really, it's your author name. I think that you need to aim as, a, as an author, as a midway author, so that if I could put your name in Paul Teague author, Fred Bloggs author, you come up in the search engines. You've done that, then, then that's the main thing that you've done. Because effectively, I can pick up your book, I can find your book, I can read it, and I can find out more about you, join your mailing list, and see which books you've written. That's essentially what we're doing, I think, as fiction authors. So really, keywording of fiction content, it's not really gonna happen. It's only gonna happen around your author name. You're not really, a, you're not, going to effectively keyword a non-fiction uh, website, whereas it's hugely important with a non-fiction website. They're, they're completely different things. Now, so if you look at the websites I've got, I've got that portig.net, which is the general author site that I've got. And frankly, if I started again now, that's all I'd have with some extra content on it for each of the genres. But what I did is I've got a Paul Teague, is it paulteague.co.uk? I turned into a thrillers website. I've got a secret bunker website. I've got a grid website as well as, uh, as, a, as a blog. Now, would I do the grid of the secret bunker websites again? Well, they were the first books I ever wrote. And to be honest with you, you know, because I can make websites, there's absolutely no harm in it. Those websites have secret content in for readers in those books. And if those books ever took off, you know, that would be fantastic stuff. If, if I suddenly got a TV series of The Secret Bunker, you know, that website's going like Billio all of a sudden. And all the secret stuff I've put in behind the scenes that you get when you're a reader, people are going to love that stuff. But as it is, you know, I don't have a massive number of readers. It just chugs away 
Uh, but it, it did me no harm. It certainly did me no harm to have that secret bunker website or the grid website. It did no harm. But I would probably, these days, if I were managing it, I would probably put all of that content onto one website. Now, if you know a little bit about websites, I would probably these days create a WordPress multi-site and just have it all on one domain, which would be something like Paul Teague Author. And then I'd have a multi-site where I could put all these little sort of sub-sites um, off that domain. So it would be something like Paul Teague Author and the subdomain would be the secret bunker. And it would be keyworded for the secret bunker, you know, but you know, I, I, it's too late for me now. I'm not messing around with it. They're all nicely established in the search engines. I don't ever add any content to them. I just update them every now and then if something massive changes. So it was easy for me because I thoroughly enjoyed making those websites and it was no problem for me. I didn't pay anybody to do it. I did it myself and I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it almost as I would a hobby. So it's slightly different for me. If you don't have those web making skills, I would say to you with your websites, just have one website and then run your different author names off it and just make sure that when we do a search in Google, what, you, what your aim is with that website is if I put either of your author names in, that site will come up and I can find your books, your email list and, my, and your about you really, really simply. But when you're using MailerLite, when you're using Facebook ads, when you're listing your books, it's really important to have those author names separated out, I think. That's my take on it. I hope that's useful for you. If you want a second opinion, remember, you can go to the Alliance of Independent Authors. They have this monthly Q&A session. If you want a second take on it, you know, you're just getting my opinion, my experience, my thoughts. But the Alliance of Independent Authors is a great place to go if you want to get that second opinion. And thanks ever so much, Tarina, for asking that question. I'm delighted to hear your voice and to know that you're listening to the podcast. And if you would like to record your own question. I'm only taking them by recording. You can't email me for these because I want it to make content that I can share. Then all you've got to do is head for paulteague.com forward slash question. paulteague.com forward slash question. And I look forward to answering your questions sometime soon.